Hello there, weary traveler, and welcome to the state of the franchise inn. Go on, take off your cloak, and come warm yourself by the fire. Grab a mead, as we regale you of tales of knights, dragons, and sorcerers of dark and light. And so much more as we discuss fantasy on this week's episode of... Fred, I... I I don't mean to interrupt you. I can tell you're very much into what you're doing right now, but we're talking about fantasy football this week, not just fantasy. What? No, it like Lord of the Rings, all that. Those are later episodes. Okay. Okay. Football. Yeah. F- football. We're doing the sports this week, Fred. Oh, sports. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I tricked you a little bit. Welcome back to State of the Franchise, the podcast that discusses franchises of all shapes, sizes, backgrounds, genres, and types. I am your host, Tom Stadler, here with my wonderful co-host, the brain, the man himself, Fred Dakin. Fred, how are you? Blue for the two! <laughs> I, I, that's all, I, I don't know anymore. Like, do you, you just, is that like they're calling out the numbers on the shirts? <laughs> Sometimes. They, <laughs> and like, Sometimes. That's a play call usually at the line or like. I want you shouldn't be yelling at the numbers of the people involved in the play before they do it. Cause the other team can mark what you're doing. Though. I mean, yeah, but what they might be calling out though, is like, if they see somebody coming towards the line on the defense, they're like, okay, make sure to get him. Like, he's Mike, he's Mike. Or, like, that guy's picking his nose. <laughs> yeah, they, they're very observant. I mean, if, you, if you've watched any football, that's Tom Brady's old habit. He just likes to yell stuff and throw the defense off. <laughs> so, after our, uh, our misunderstanding was cleared up, Fred, we are clear that this week's topic is fantasy football. Uh, a topic I'm sure you are well familiar with yeah yeah i put my i took my my tunic and my cloak off <laughs> i put my my staff of wisdom under the futon <laughs> feel like a dang fool but i guess we're here to talk fantasy sports that's right fred you'll you'll get your fantasy podcast one of these days i promise you it will happen we'll do the whole dungeons and dragons like start to finish once we find a dungeon master if you are a dungeon master, please email state of the franchise podcast at gmail.com. We want you for an episode. Yeah, but Tom, like, you don't know that much about fantasy football. I mean, are you really like an expert to tell me how to live my life and do fantasy football? Am I, I gonna listen to you? No, Fred. I am not somebody who's gonna tell you how to spend your money or gamble away your future, even though I, I do dabble here and there. Instead, we have an excellent guest this week. We have Shane from the Fantasy Football Pros podcast here to talk to us all about fantasy football. Shane, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Tom. How are we all doing? We're doing great. Tom, I think I'm going to call you out right away. Are you lying about your expertise? Because according to Yahoo Sports, Uh you are a (laughs) platinum level player. (laughs) In fantasy football. I maybe that's true. I Tom, is this true? 
You use Yahoo? <laughs> I do use Uh-oh. Yahoo. Um, uh, uh, it's it's just a coincidence that my downstairs neighbor just started working for Yahoo, too. A uh, friend of the show, Joe Francisco, uh, now works for Yahoo. <laughs> I just got a job at Ask Jeeves last week, too. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Whatever pays the bills. Isn't that what we're here? We're here to get advice on how to spend our money. Shane, you're distracting from the main point. We'd love to know. Mainly, you know, what got you into playing fantasy football and why do you keep coming back to it to the point where you commissioner this league that I may or may not be a part of now? Oh, you're definitely part of. (laughs) We'll see how this podcast goes. I'm trying to downplay my 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 involvement here. It's going to make me look like I have a gambling problem if people find out I have a diamond level player on Yahoo Sports. I think that might depend on how many leagues you're in. Yes. To see if you have a problem. But I am just, I am obsessed with fantasy football and I love beating the shit out of my friends. And, <laughs> and this shit talking is probably what, what keeps me going. <laughs> I think that's uh, something that we all kind of get along with as, as dudes. You know, whatever the activity is, if you can top somebody in a competition, that's like, you become the bro king for the day, right? <laughs> it's not just that too, but like, you know, you like watching football and mm-hmm. if you're playing against your friend while football is playing, like it, it just kind of like brings you both together and either, you know, you're actually hanging out with each other, watching the games together, which I do not recommend if you're playing against somebody. Oh it's no. Not that fun. <laughs> not that fun at all. Or if you're just like texting each other, go, Oh, did you see that touchdown? I just scored. And you know, all that. Yeah. I should stop to just say that for anybody who's not familiar with fantasy football, if you're familiar with the sport of American football, unlike the European football that we discussed on this podcast a little while back. No Ted Lasso here, folks. (laughs) Although Ted Lasso was a former American football coach. Oh. So there's the tie back, Fred. You can talk a little Lasso if you like. Okay, cool. I'm just trying to fit as much L alliteration in that as I can. (laughs) (laughs) But fantasy football is a online game. At least now it's an online game. We'll kind of get into that where people are basically putting together rosters of the best players in the game. It's all customized where you pick one after another and you compete on a week to week basis where there's a unique scoring system that determines the outcomes of the matchups and who is inevitably the winner. And, I guess it's a top gambling game. You could play fantasy football and not gamble. Yes. I think everybody I think everybody does and just nobody claims it. Right. <laughs> like amongst your friends, you will talk about the amount of money that's at stake, right? Oh yeah. But since we can't promote gambling. So if you were to gamble, how does it work? <laughs> Do people put in money at the beginning of the season right away? Or how does, like, if one were to uh, gamble? Because <laughs> I didn't even know there was a money part of this. Oh, oh yeah. I think that's a big part of it. The, the more money that's involved, the more heated the arguments are. <laughs> in theory. That's how it works in my family. <laughs> <laughs> especially involving trades 
those yeah. trades like the, the, that could get real nasty if it's like a really expensive league. Yeah, it's there's definitely been leagues I've heard about or read about that have like transaction fees for every trade or waiver pickup. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like out of real money. Yeah. Yeah, the amount of money at the end of that season, you're probably talking, yeah, a couple grand, if not more, which... But, you know, if you're an addict, you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but, Fred, to get back to you, what you're asking, uh, you could just send it through, like, a PayPal, and the commish could just collect it all and then disperse it, and hopefully you have a, a good commish that's trustworthy. But, yeah, you need to get people to pay ahead of time because I've had it where someone just like quits because their team sucks and mm -hmm. now they don't want to play, pay you. And you know, it's just a void. You can't, can't like physically force somebody to pay something that legally they weren't allowed to do in the first place. If that makes any sense. You're just donating goodwill to whoever beat you out of, out of just humbleness of your heart. Mm -hmm. That's how this works. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's definitely a big piece of the game. You know, there's the gambling aspect, there's the competition aspect. But what was it about fantasy football, Shane, that you loved so much that you were like, not only do I want to keep doing this every year, but I want to start doing a podcast about this? Well, I loved watching, you know, I know this is a, a Wisconsin show, but <laughs> it's a, not, it's a show for everybody. <laughs> we don't discriminate okay. here. Okay. Even if we have Bears fans on this pod on this guest's uh, for our podcast. What's the fib talking about? I didn't hear. <laughs> There's people in California like, what? <laughs> That's the most like Midwest conversation. <laughs> so I loved, I, <laughs> I loved like watching the games. And then I found out that my, my good friend was playing in a league with his brother and all his friends. And I was like, wait, 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 what, what is this game that you guys are playing? Like you're, you're watching the game and you're playing a game and like you have the players. I'm like, there are guys that I thought are awesome. I'm like, Oh, I would totally have drafted that guy and that guy. And then I got kind of obsessed. I'm like, Oh, I could beat everybody in this league. And I, I didn't even play yet. Oh, wow. How long ago was this that you were like first kind of discovering this thing? Uh, it was under 20 years ago, but 20. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's been, a, it's been a good while. Was there a big boom with the show, the league there had to have been right. A lot more people just playing it. No, I think it was vice versa. I think the fantasy football blew up and then that TV show came out because of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of feel like just as like an outside observer too. I think I was playing at the time the league came on but that a lot of people who played would watch the show, but it wouldn't necessarily drive a lot of people who were watching the show to go play. So mm -hmm. at least that's kind of my, my feel on it. I, we could be totally off. We'll be finding out like fantasy football enrollment upped by like 20% following yeah. the league's <laughs> season one debut. <laughs> but you definitely have to play in a league to watch the league, to get anything involved in that at all. Yeah, because they definitely tailored a lot of the jokes to that, other than Jason Manzoukas just going and doing mm -hmm. Jason Manzoukas things. <laughs> no, so that's uh, that's pretty interesting, though. So it was 20 years, and then how long have you been doing the podcast for? Uh, this is our second season. Okay. Nice. So you guys are newbies just like us. Oh, yeah, we're fresh. Yeah. 
I mean, we're not even a year in, so this is <laughs> actually we're going to be coming up on our one year anniversary. Get in the ready, next month. Ooh, yeah. Bust out the champagne. Mm. <laughs> I know, right? Well, cheers to you as well, though, for getting there into your second year. Definitely, thank you. Some podcasts don't make it a year, so it's a it's a big, big exciting thing when that happens. So that's great, think, though. Mm-hmm. I think most don't get past their fourth episode. So if you make true. it past your fourth, you're 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 doing well. <laughs> Are you speaking from experience, Fred? Oh yeah, I've got I've got a few dead podcasts out there in the water. I know you've got at least one bit yeah. bodied buried out there. Yeah, I do. We had the the old co-host on a while back, who also did a football related podcast with me once upon a time. So oh, wow. we are coming you full did a circle football podcast. Yeah, it was a sports related podcast, but yeah, you get about four episodes in and suddenly things start to just taper off little by little timing. gets tough, but right now we got it though. Right yeah, we got it down. Yeah. Now we're on it and the fans really help. Yeah. We got, uh, a great fan base and that's exciting. And I mean, it seems like you have a pretty good following. You guys are doing daily fantasy ad reads on yours. <laughs> we used to, that was last oh. year stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't think we're doing any ads whatsoever, actually. Mm. Well, businesses, if you're looking to advertise, you got a fancy football podcast out there <laughs> yeah, that exactly. might want you. <laughs> so that's good. But I guess, to get a little bit more into the history of fantasy football beyond your, even your own experience, too, um, I think I kind of wanted to give a, an overview of you know how fantasy football got started and maybe just a good understanding of what the mechanics are in the game. So we gave a very brief overview. But for some of us who out there are not well familiar with that, and I've Connor, plenty of people in my life who have never watched any football, let alone played fantasy football. So I think it's it's definitely helpful to understand uh, the whole idea of the game. So I don't know if you had to describe, give you like your 30 second elevator speech, Shane, and maybe we can go from there of how fantasy football works. How would you describe it to somebody who is maybe like brand new? Basically, you draft all the players on your team, actual NFL players, and then during those games, like all their stats that they compile, like their passing yards, touchdowns, rushing yards, receptions. Uh, if your defense, you know, gets sacks or interceptions, like all that stuff turns into points and you're playing head-to-head up matchups against other people in your league and, you know, winner takes off. Mm-hmm. And it's primarily outside of the one defensive like unit that you use as a whole, it's all offensive players, right? In the league for the most part and, and a kicker, which <laughs> I removed from our league. Cause I, I really don't care for that too much. <laughs> no offense to any kickers they are very important in football. I just don't think that they have that great of a place in fantasy football, especially cause like I, I, I do so much research in all the players that I'm drafting and, to, to lose by a kicker and just having like a good game, like it's just really upsetting. Mm-hmm. 
So you brought up the history. Does fancy football exist pre-internet? Because it would seem kind of wild. It kind of makes me think of like you see those older guys at baseball games with their like notebooks Mm -hmm. and they're like keeping track of the scores freehand. I was like, were people doing that like pre-internet or was this is this still a relatively new thing? So just to give some background, start from the very beginning here. Fantasy football can be traced back to like 1962. Jeez. So it was an executive for the Oakland Raiders at the time who, when the Raiders were not very good, this is kind of pre their 70s dynasty um, where they started winning a couple of Super Bowls. Um, but they, they had this executive who was traveling across country and he was in New York City and he had this idea um, after just discussing with a couple of people of like, what if I could build a roster of all the best players in the league, you know, in theory, like obviously then you'd build a winner in real life. But for this idea of the game, he's like, well, I could make this a game where everybody gets a chance to grab the best players from the league. So it was then that he pitched this idea to his friends called it the greater Oakland professional pigskin prognosticators league or what for short. What? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, huh? I like fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, G O P P P L. Oh, the G O P P L. Yeah, you know. It's, oh, oh, that one. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have the G O P plus the P P L, it's the G O P people. Is really what you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if these guys are Republicans or not. They just played fantasy football <laughs> so <they're, laughs> but it did start with football over like baseball yeah it it really does sound like the idea was that it was all about pro football he played with a couple of journalists um consisted of eight members in the league to make the inaugural league and it said and the individuals who had purchased or sold 10 season tickets for the raiders 1963 season were also invited to join the league, which is a very interesting idea. Now, this is an FX show I want to watch, The League, but it's like a prequel. Yeah. And it's these old parts like, doing yeah. it all, all on paper. Yeah. And they're like, I've, I can't even think of any of like the terminology from The League anymore. It seems so long ago. But I know. Just like a bro show from that time. Right. Collusion. <laughs> just smoking five cigarettes. I know, right? Jane, you're going to get a kick like, out of this. Yeah. So here, here were the roster spots that were on the initial roster. Two quarterbacks, four halfbacks, two fullbacks, <laughs> four <laughs> wide receivers or tight ends, or? two kick slash punt returners, oh, two, no. two kickers. We're not done yet. Hold on. Two, two kickers? Two kickers, two defensive backs or linebackers, and two defensive linemen. So wow. that's a big roster. It is. So I don't think you started all of them necessarily, but that was how your roster was all consisted. So it's interesting that the very first league had defensive players because that really doesn't exist in today's game. As you kind of were just telling us, they no, you, you can, I mean, you can literally customize your league to have anything. Like if, right. if we won, we could we could add defensive players, and then they'll get points for tackles, sacks, interceptions, and defensive touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, but 
that, yeah. that just adds like it, it's so much more to it you know yeah adds a ton of different dynamics to the game to have that so i mean mm-hmm. the, the the idea was that like the entire thing was dependent on real life scoring and real life plays made so they would have to self-report tackles touchdowns passing yards the whole nine yards so if you're watching a standard game of football it's like kind of as fred said with like the baseball scorecard you're basically watching these guys go back and forth across the field and somebody would have to like report they probably were using some of like the newspaper journalists own scoring notes that they would keep the stats for but box score yeah yeah but it's crazy because even back in the 60s they didn't keep score or keep track of like sacks or certain stats so <laughs> i wonder yeah, if any of that true. was even that part of true. it but yes yeah. not <laughs> no i mean unless they were doing this well before everybody else and then <laughs> all of a sudden they're like the nfl's like oh we should probably be tracking this you know 20 wow. years later they had to like That'd go be really and- difficult too trying to pick players that are going to be really good and having like no internet like like fred was saying and not being able to transmit information easily and you're just like i think i like this guy so yeah yeah it's like do you trust like your friend like micus in your fantasy football team to accurately write down all the tackles and all that stuff you're like no we want the internet yeah (laughs) well so keep in mind too at the time here the oakland raiders were part of the afl and not the NFL as we know it today. So in the modern game right now, there's 32 teams, 16 teams in each conference. There's the AFC and the NFC, which are the former AFL and NFL completely separate leagues. The whole idea of the Super Bowl is that they came together to have these two leagues play to be like the champion of football in the world. So in the world of America. Yeah, <laughs> I always get a kick out of that, too, that it's like the world champions <laughs> and it's like, but you're the champions of the greater United States plus Canada. Sometimes we're the only ones <laughs> that play. So, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget about us. <laughs> Don't forget about us. Eh? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So this was really not only one of the earliest forms of this game, but the first game or first real like system to use players from two completely different leagues that would inevitably become one league in seven, eight years from that point. So they were really ahead of the curve, at least as far as that goes. Cause then the first Super Bowl wasn't until 1967. Shane, quick trivia. Do you know who won the first Super Bowl? Uh, because you did a little giggle. I'm going to say the green Bay Packers. That is correct. Do you know who won the second Super Bowl? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, the Green Bay Packers. That was correct, sir. Out <laughs> <laughs> of bing. Uh, I'd have to razz you just a couple times as being a, a resident Bears fan down in Illinois. Hey, go for it. My team has been bad for a, a good while. So Yeah, but they have multiple SNL sketches. The Bears, so, like, <laughs> I feel that's really a win. Rings? Rings? What? Who uses rings? SNL sketches on YouTube. That's a, That lasts a lifetime. <laughs> You're talking about, like, Mike Ditka, the coach? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever gone to eat at Ditka's? Isn't there a steakhouse? I have never been there, no. It, yeah, it is a little pricey. Wow. But I've heard it's, it's actually really good. Are there is there more than one, or is there only one in Chicago? I think it's just one in the Chicago. Okay. 
I, see, I would, I would eat at Ditka's. I would give it a shot just to say I did it. It's like eating at Brett Favre's Steakhouse, but don't give him any money because you might not get it back or it might not go to what you think it's going to. <laughs> or like a Margaritaville. <laughs> so that's another episode. That is another episode. One day, Fred, we'll, <laughs> we'll get wasted away. So to get us back into the history quick, though. So we, we had the league that they started here go on until 1969 when um, the original um, participant... So the original guy who created it, his name was Wilfred Bill Winkenbach. So he was that uh, executive for the Raiders. And then we had one participant named Andy, oh boy, Musalimas is what his name looks like. And I'm probably <laughs> butchering that. He brought the game to an Oakland sports bar where the first public fantasy football league was founded. So from that point onward, the idea spread by word of mouth when patrons of other Bay Area bars visited this place, saw people playing this game and watching games on like Sundays and decided to start their own thing. And I know this from talking with my own father that in the 80s, this became popular in the Midwest, too, and it was called rotisserie. And at that time... They, that's where the idea or the word roto comes from. So you ever see roto in connection with fantasy football. That's what that's referring to is that this rotisserie is that every team plays a different team every week unless you establish divisions. But ah, okay, okay. it's because you couldn't call it fantasy football in the 80s. You get your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's too, too connected to nerd stuff or Dungeons right. and Dragons like, or Satanic. Yeah, poor fantasy, kids had to do yeah, Dungeons and Dragons in secret. I'm sure like anyone who wanted to do fantasy sports had to as well. Yeah, it was nerd. <laughs> which is so funny. Now it's like almost like stereotypicalized as a bro-y thing. <laughs> but I feel like yeah, yeah, back in the yeah. day, anyone who did that would have been kicked in the shins or given a swirly. Right. Because, yeah, then it was in 1987, the first national magazine dedicated to fantasy football called the Fantasy Football Index was developed. So just as we're exiting the the very, like, <laughs> toxic masculinity <laughs> of the 80s is that uh, when that was kind of born. And in 1997 is when CBS launched their first online fantasy football competition. And then all the networks started following suit with NFL.com eventually doing their own in 2010. So acknowledging this thing exists, but Yahoo was the first one to launch the free competition. Oh, nice. So <laughs> as you're dunking on Yahoo, they are still <laughs> going strong. <laughs> I do it. think it's kind of genius know. that all these networks buy into it because it makes total sense from their perspective to get people into this because you have yeah. people who, you know, like, Oh, you're from Milwaukee. You watch the Packers, but now you're watching multiple teams because you have players on multiple teams. So now you're watching sports more and more. You're getting more and more advertising during the sports. So I feel like mm -hmm. these companies want the fantasy football branding and just stuff behind it. I'm guessing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and isn't that a lot of why daily fantasy kind of became such like a big, like they became a sponsor, right. Of like all these leagues. Yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah. that was because, I mean, even if you messed up in your draft and your team is bad, you can just play daily fantasy and just draft a brand new team. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter how bad you did. Can you explain the daily fantasy? Is that like just like a one-off thing? 
So, yeah, you, you literally would just draft a team for that week. So you'll okay. have like $100 of pretend money, and each player has like a dollar value, and you just build your team that way. Oh, nice. And every week you just rebuild a brand new team. Mm. Have you played a lot of Daily Fantasy? Not myself, but my co-host, Mark. Uh, he's the gambler. <laughs> Big Daily Fantasy guy. Oh, yeah, he loves it. He's pretty successful. Your co-host is Kenny Rogers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gotta know when to hold them. Know when to sit them. <laughs> I was like, he, he better does... make it a fantasy football thing. He does look like Santa Claus. Oh, that's, oh, that's great. I like that. So then he really is Kenny Rogers. Don't try and pull us over. On this <laughs> <show>. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to have him on a future episode when we do... Daily fantasy. I'll focus on that or something. Or just Kenny Rogers oh, Roasters. Yeah. That would be great. I'd love to talk about that franchise. If we got Kenny Rogers, Kenny Rogers on. Rogers. Yeah. So I guess from there, so that's kind of the history. I had way more notes on that than I thought. So uh, hopefully that helped illuminate the audience a little bit. But I guess as we were talking about, you know, we have daily fantasy. We have the regular fantasy football game. What are some of the things that you really love about the game itself shane you know if you had to give in even into like some of the details about you know managing the rosters or you know looking and watching the games and kind of like taking notes on who you're doing and if it even gets into your process of how you guys like rank players on your podcast like i would love to hear a little bit about that too i literally thoroughly enjoy every aspect of fantasy football being like listening to other podcasts, uh, watching preseason games, listening to notes about players and the draft itself. Like I have my own playlist of music <laughs> so I can just get myself in the zone and just be in my own little world to do the draft. And like that, the draft is probably the most fun like single moment in fantasy football, mm -hmm. especially for me. I don't know if you feel the same way, Tom. I do enjoy it because I think that's when your dreams are the biggest, you know? Yes. Oh, and, you're so optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would equate it to like, here, here, I'll do a couple metaphors for this. To me, that's like when you have a good off season for your favorite team and you sign like, a bunch of really good free agents on the market. You make a really exciting trade and it's like, I have not been hurt yet. I am just so excited for how good this team could be. Or you see like a trailer for like a new Marvel movie and you're like, holy shit, Thor. And you got Christian Bale. It's like, you see this all-star cast and you're like, this could be really good. Not knowing exactly what you're going to get, you know? And yeah. it's like, <laughs> I, I like Thor Love and Thunder. I'll just throw that out there for the record, but I know some people do. Uh, I haven't seen that yet, so. Okay, we'll, we'll keep no, no spoilers. spoilers. You can wait. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get back to playlists. Can we get like a track or two off that playlist? I'm just curious. Honestly, um, it's just like, <laughs> I think it's right. It's like house and EDM music. It just, just stuff to get like my own head buzzing. Oh, that makes sense. I'm a I'm a Uber and Lyft driver, and uh, that's what I listen to when I drive is EDM and dance music. I got like that beat oh, going, nice, so nice. I love that nice. focused energy you get from that kind of music. So I totally get that. Well, it's funny oh, too nice. because I think that's like the atmosphere 
of being in a locker room too is like you're listening to like this like real big hype music getting ready for a game right and it's like that's going to amp you up to go and play and so it's like that's the experience almost you get with the draft of like i'm about to go out here and assemble this mega roster that may break my heart but they may bring me home the gold and yeah when you win it's like the greatest feeling in the world right oh yeah but that draft is just like if if you pull off the draft the way you want it to and and you look at the roster and you're like damn this is the team right like everyone pretty much feels that way yeah like I'm, i'm gonna win it until week one happens, you're like, oh no, I have a horrible team. I, <laughs> I think I think I could tap into this a little bit more because I completely blanked out. I mean, we have lived through a pandemic, so I think I like got rid of a lot of stuff in my brain, but I totally forgot we did that uh, Great British Bake Off, and that was kind of like a fantasy style thing. We did a draft ish. That was exactly a fantasy what? style thing. You didn't what? hear you didn't hear about this. You didn't know about this? That's so. No. <laughs> you see, you hear about this? Yeah. So for the show, Great British Bake Off, uh, so I'll tell all our listeners here too, Fred and I participated in a small group league, about eight members. It was an inaugural thing. We called it the the Great British OPPPL. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get that in somehow. But we basically watched the first episode of the newest season and then we did exactly like the way you draft in fantasy football where you do like a snake mm-hmm. draft. So one at a time, we all went down and picked our the best bakers and then snake back to pick it again. And then throughout the season, it was basically just a survivor pool of whoever was the last baker standing would get it. But then there would be points for if they won a certain week you get like an extra two or three points. Cause I think that actually decided the winner, right? Like, yeah. Or the Paul Hollywood handshake got points, didn't it? Right. Yeah. But like that actually decided it, didn't it? Because th- I think it was like neck and neck between the person who had the winning Baker mm-hmm. and somebody who had like the one with the most points. And that's something that could happen in uh, fantasy football. I feel like it all comes down to how the points are spread. I mean, I would definitely say so. I mean, right. Cause it's not like you're, building a roster out of all the Super Bowl champion players, right? Oh, no. Like, I mean, all the teams that your players are playing on, they could all lose their game, and those players could just light it up. So, yeah. Like, if you have a wide receiver on a bad team, that isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, could you maybe walk us through, and you don't have to give away all your, your best tips or anything, but the process that you go through when you're kind of strategizing for a draft and even just kind of how it goes and, you know, what, what you're really trying to do when you're building your roster. Well, when you're building your roster, you're trying to optimize. It gets kind of complicated if you've never done this. Um, You want to draft all the players, but you want to draft them in the correct round where their highest success rate could be in certain rounds. So you want those type of players like in the, in the beginning, you want running backs because their success rate of hitting and actually not busting is very, very high. And then when you get past, you know, like the f- first three rounds, it starts to get really iffy. And hmm. wide receivers, you know, rounds five through like nine are like they look amazing. So there's no point to overdraft wide receivers early. So that would be one strategy. Hmm. Uh, so <laughs> as I mentioned before, I was driving Uber and Lyft. You know, I'm driving people around. Mm-hmm. And I had a guy in my car prompted me. This is like two weeks ago. You play fantasy football? 
Oh. And I said, no, not really, but I'd love to hear what you have to say. <laughs> and so, you know, I did a little detour, you know, so I had a little more time with them. And I got some tips and just thoughts, kind of hot takes from this guy that I want to throw out to both of you. Oh, okay. And I thought you could give me your okay. expert opinion on it. So I don't even know what half of this means, but here's the one. <laughs> Fuck CMC. <laughs> yes or no? No. No. Okay. I, who is CMC? That is Christian McCaffrey, who is an insane, talented running back, but he has had back-to-back like season-ending injuries, so... A lot of people are very, very scared to draft him because he might get re-injured or they've been burned by him. So they're like, like that guy, he got burned. Mm -hmm. So he said, fuck CMC. I've been burned back to back years. And I'm saying (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still on his train. So you're ready to be hurt again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. He had two more for me. The, the one or more is, um, he said dolphin player is always a good pick right now. Not always, but there are a lot of good Dolphin players. Sure. Mm -hmm. And then he said, this doesn't look like my stop. Are you going to take me to my hotel? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, he said. Where, why is the door locked? Let me out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He said, Cincinnati is good, but they're having a lot of problems right now. (laughs) Okay. Uh, are they having problems? I haven't heard anything wow. out of camp. Those are just some hot takes. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard anything bad. So No, I mean, I'm definitely going to be trying to draft at least one Bengal in both of my leagues here. So <laughs> I I hope so. Oh, I just showed my hand. That's how you get to platinum level, guys. You got to double down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's, but that is, it. you know, going back to like the draft strategy is like, you're you're gambling even in the draft, right? Like you're trying to find oh, yeah. guys who are going to be consistent performers, whether they're on good teams or bad teams. And it's really a shot in the dark because all it takes is somebody blowing out their knee, game two, game three, and suddenly your whole thing collapses because you don't have anybody else to back them up, right? Yeah, or vice versa. And you find a diamond in the rough. Yeah. Especially with like rookies because... You know, they play in college and they could look amazing and they go in the NFL and it's just a completely different story. You know, they, they can get psyched out mentally and just be a bad player. Talking about Johnny football. <laughs> That's a great example. Yeah. I mean, he won the Heisman mm-hmm. and then he's just bad in the NFL. I was just yeah. watching the the special on uh, Mate Teo and same thing because he has like so many things going on in his head that he was mm-hmm. psyching himself out and he was struggling. Yeah, very much so. I mean, ugh, struggling in a very bad way. Fred, do you know the story of Manti Teo? No. <laughs> I think we have to relay this, even if it's very just fantasy football adjacent. <laughs> so he he was like the first guy to be like publicly announced that he got catfished i think that's when like most people started learning what the term catfish was so he had a a girlfriend a relationship for i think three years mm-hmm. and never met her 
Because I think she was supposedly lived in Hawaii, right? Like her name was like Lene Kekwa or something like that. I think she was in California. They're both like Hawaiian descent. Okay. But yeah, but she, she was a he at the time. And I think that was like the major issue why. But it's just, it's just a weird, weird story. And this is a football player? Yeah. So like Notre Dame too. So remember, it's big Catholic school, like Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. And then people thought that. Teow was involved in it. Like he catfished himself to have like a better story and get drafted higher in the NFL. Oh, wow. It is like a victim getting blamed for, yeah, it's just messy. Wasn't the whole thing though that, and you'll have to correct me here. I know you just watched the documentary that Lene Kekwa supposedly like died of cancer or she had like a dad or mom die of cancer or something like that. So, his grandma died. Okay. And then Lene faked her death. And, <laughs> and apparently this person was acting like very, like multiple people, like multiple family members and called him as like the cousin or whatever and said that she died the same day that his grandma died. So he just lost like two people in his life. And uh, it's... It's an ugly story, to be honest. It's very ugly. And at the time, yeah. like ESPN was eating this up because they were yeah, like, you just, you, you just feel bad for him. It's, it was embarrassing. Yeah. Well, because, right, it's not like he in, he intentionally, you know, got into this thinking this is what this was. But here you have a high profile football player who they're like, oh, he lost his girlfriend and his grandma. And boy, he's really showing some resolve being out here today, only to find out this whole thing. I remember that all like unraveling on Twitter, but mm-hmm. I didn't remember the whole story. So thanks for filling in the, the cracks there, Shane. But just oh, yeah. these layers of like, oh, yeah, by the way, this person's alive. By the way, they're not really this person. <laughs> and it's like, what is going on? Did Neve weigh in on this at all? Or <laughs> <laughs> I think his show came out like right afterwards. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, my God. But it, it was just wild. So this is the stuff that doesn't necessarily make its way into fantasy football. I don't know, though, because like I like the idea no. of picturing these bros like reading this like, so how does this go into my pick? <laughs> <laughs> what it goes into is team names. And I do remember a lot of people oh who put like Lene Kekwa's like <laughs> social media account or something on her Facebook page was like their team name. Oh, it's no Hagrid's dong, but <laughs> <laughs> a fabled Harry Potter trivia team name right there. What fantasy do, do you do you play, Fred? That D and D or? Um, I not re- I'm not really a actual fantasy person. I just thought because I'm not a sports person, that was going to be my end. <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> like I I probably would have been kicked out of either group. The kids playing D and D or the kids playing football. <laughs> it's like you're not weird enough to hang out with us, and you're not in shape enough to hang out with us. So like, you got to just go draw in the corner. Now, could I not call out though, Fred? That I believe you said you played football before, though, correct? When I was little, I played football, but the thing was, I was in sixth grade, mm-hmm. and I was so overweight, they made me play with the freshman high school kids, God. so wow. I was getting clobbered all the time. It was not a good time for me. Oh, 
And I kind of wish I would have waited till high school because they don't really do that weight class thing in high school. It's just like, if you're big, good, you can knock people over. I think I would have thrived a little bit more, but yeah, it was not a good experience. Well, I can see why why now. (laughs) Yeah. Now you know why I don't do sports. (laughs) This is like Fred's just skeleton in his closet. (laughs) (laughs) But I am like, I'm unpacking it though, because I do have thoughts. It's like, my anti-sports stuff, I think, is probably just uh, what's that psychological term where you like keep telling yourself the same thing for so long that it's just like almost like a preset brain determined, you know, like, oh, I've been saying that for so long. I'm not even actually taking in the thing and deciding whether I like it or not. You mm-hmm. know, like, I know what you're talking about. I don't know the term, but psychologists call in. I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with the franchise podcast at gmail.com. Let's hear from you. We're not going to get live call in still. <laughs> <laughs> it would be kind of fun if we could do that one day. Kind of like Frazier. Mm-hmm. I've always had a dream about that. I'm listening. Back to fantasy football, though. So, I mean, definitely there is a, a type of uh, appeal to, I think, a lot of different people. But it does kind of go to people who are very big sports fans. Like I don't know a lot of casual sports fans that play fantasy football, but having that other element probably makes it more enjoyable. Even if you don't like the sport. Yeah. It's like if you and I were watching a, you know, sports match, whether or not I wanted to, and we made a $5 wager on it or like, Oh, I'm going to bet a dollar every time someone kicks the ball this way or something. Mm -hmm. It's going to make it fundamentally more interesting. So, Oh yeah. I mean, just like you were saying earlier, like I would only watch like one team play football. Mm-hmm. Like the other games were just boring to me because I, I didn't care because I had no interest. But now I want to watch all the games because I want to yeah. know about all the players and everything that's going on. I mean, yeah. Do you feel like that fuels the popularity of the league in general? I mean, you can make a generalization here and just kind of. The league like the TV show? No, I mean, like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, but also, I mean, like the NFL itself. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think the NFL got popular because of fantasy football. And obviously, fantasy football is popular because of the NFL. And yeah, Mm -hmm. they they definitely feed off each other. Because now if you're like watching football games, you see fantasy football ads during Mm -hmm. those games. And the NFL is like fully endorsing it. And they want they want us all gambling and and playing fantasy football. Right. Because they will obviously make money off of it themselves now with mm-hmm. the fact that yep. Daily Fantasy sponsors NFL football and people are spending money on these apps that the NFL's allowing Yahoo or whoever to use this stuff, you know? And you're buying more jerseys because like right now my favorite player is Jonathan Taylor. And hey, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind having a Jonathan Hacker? Taylor jersey. Former Wisconsin Badger. Oh, there you go. There you go. Wisconsin. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Uh, yeah. Proud I, alum. <laughs> I would say, like, I just remember back in the day, in a group of people, maybe one person would have an extensive sports package. But I feel anyone who watches like football now and does fantasy football, most people have that like premium sports package now. Like, I know what I like hanging out with people. They they get all the games. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. And. There are people that spend a ridiculous amount of money. I mean, I do know people who will buy like the Sunday package, they call it, where you get every single game every Sunday. I think that's now going to be available just like through your Amazon Prime subscription or something like that. I forget who actually got the final bid on that, but the idea that 
you could be playing fantasy football and then also have access to watch every single game and track every player. It's like, it adds mm-hmm. to the appeal. Right. And I feel like that's something that brings a lot of people together. I mean, I, I don't know how you feel Shane. Cause I was going to just pitch this to you. I mean, do you feel like you bond with a lot more of your friends or colleagues that you play with because you have this in common? Absolutely. Like there, there's friends that I don't talk to that often mm-hmm. until it's like fantasy football time. Oh yeah. Like guys in our league, I, I there's a lot of guys I just don't talk to. I I love the guys in our league. I just don't talk to them that much, you know? Life mm-hmm. life gets away from you. And just to go back to fantasy football just kinda, you know, unites old relationships. And the more leagues, the more friends you could have, right? Yeah. No, it's a great way to put it too. I mean, it forces you to connect. Like I'm in a league with a bunch of guys I went to middle school with. I would say I had a close relationship, I think, with most of them, you know, at some point in my life, not as much anymore with probably a few of the guys, but we still have this league every year that brings us together. And we do try to do like an in-person draft. And it's definitely a way to kind of reconnect. It's almost like a high school reunion in a way because we ended up all going to the same high school too. And yeah, it's just something that goes above and beyond the gambling piece. It's like this, just this community that you kind of bring together too. As much as you are trying, as, as Shane very well put this a go, kick off the show, just trying to kick the shit out of each other in the game, yeah, in the competition. Yeah. And they're like, there's those guys that you don't want to draft, and then you're just waiting for somebody to draft just so you can go, oh, you're an idiot. Yeah, you dunk on them a little bit. <laughs> Men are weird. We just love doing this stuff. I don't know why. <laughs> women, too. Women, too. M- mainly men. It's yeah. true. Yeah, I, it is probably primarily men still, but... There are a lot more female identifying players now than I ever recalled growing up. I mean, I'm in a league with my my sister. Like that's <laughs> adds a whole new layer to sibling rivalry. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't like playing against my sister in law, so No. <laughs> no. No. Cause uh is she what is she, Shane? Is she a reigning champion? <laughs> Did she win last year? She did. She did. No. Yeah, she did. I, Sorry. I wasn't sure if you actually forgot or if you were doing a bit. <laughs> no, I legit forgot. Yeah, she did win. <laughs> no, she I don't re- like playing against her because I, I, we had like two or three games in a row where she was beating me. It was like a done deal. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I said, send her the text, GG. And then like I wake up in the morning and oh, I won by like 0.3 points. <laughs> <laughs> and I just felt like really guilty because I'm like, oh, it's, it, like either like after the games are over, like a stat would get corrected and give me more points or like it would just be some errant pass at the very end that gave me the win. So and mm-hmm. it happened too many times in a row and she had a much better team than I did. And I just kept on beating her with just dumb, stupid luck. You can feel OK that she took it very well. <laughs> when I say uh, took I it very well, no, she didn't she take did. it well. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think she, she was. She was. Uh, she was a little, little unhappy about some of those results. I, I don't blame her at all. Yeah, but that's just that's just the nature of the game. There's, you know, on top of the strategy that you're talking about in the draft, on top of you know all the things that you can do and study, it sometimes just comes down to luck, right? Like somebody just has oh, yeah. the craziest performative week and you're like wow how could we have ever predicted that was going to come mm-hmm. yeah, you don't have to be knowledgeable of football to randomly pick a bunch of guys and get lucky yeah 
they do they do they give you a, a nice little boost up help you out a little bit so i guess with the things that you know we've talked about you know what makes fantasy football very enjoyable you know some of the things that are kind of the the trademarks of it you know there's definitely been some things over the years i think we talked about a little bit with the defensive players too kind of falling off but some people still maybe incorporate that in their teams now you know what are some things that you would want to change about the game if you could or things that you wish had been changed a while ago that maybe is only just starting now to get into it as we enter our coulda woulda shoulda segment that was my my way of transitioning (laughs) i was gonna before you said that i was gonna be like tom is this our coulda woulda shoulda segment (laughs) i can always edit that in some chimes go by I've been watching SNL clips and I love the NPR. <laughs> oh, Molly Shannon and mm-hmm. Anna That is a good one. That's right, Tom. The sweaty balls. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> that was a great Baldwin bit. I would say, like, I mean, back in the day, you could mm-hmm. just, I love how now we could literally customize a league to have anything that you want you know if you want kickers you want touchdowns to be your thing if you just want like yards to be a thing if you don't like quarterbacks you can remove quarterbacks from a league (laughs) and it would be really cool if like you could have done that back in the day but you know as this game gets more and more popular you know more money is thrown into it so Mm -hmm. it just continues to improve yeah and it's it is wild I don't know if I was part of this league or if I heard about it, but it, somebody had two quarterbacks in like your starting roster. And I was like, whoa, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> How am I going to field two good quarterbacks for a week? That's called the QB premium, I believe. And oh, that's when you're drafting a quarterback in the first round. That's the oh. only type of league that you'll be doing that. So this is a strategy as well oh, yeah, as... Yeah. Okay. Like you, you draft the quarterback in the first round, if you know if it's one of the top guys, and then, it, yeah, it, it's like you in that kind of league, you kind of get screwed if you don't have a really, really good QB, like your, mm. your first one. So I'm, I'm rambling. I could talk about football all day. <laughs> That's what we're here for. We're here to talk football and football-related topics. Um, I don't know. That's definitely something that it, it does feel like a rather recent change, though, right? Like it had been last 10 years where you could start really just editing these lineups to be whatever you want them to be from like whatever they provided a standard format for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much when I made our league that you just joined, which I think it's been around for about 10 years. OK. So, yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's pretty accurate. So that's when I all got going. All right. Man, so 10 years in. All right, I'll try not to mess it up. <laughs> Sorry, we can just boot you. Yeah, I, I was going to say, if I, don't, if I don't finish top eight, you can just let me go. <laughs> you don't have to be in the top to stay. You can be bad at, at fantasy football and standards. No, hold me to standards. I want to be held to a level where I could be ejected at a notice. <laughs> well, <laughs> Mr. Diamond platinum status. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> right over here. It's just I have up like this hidden life you've had. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you gambling freak. 
the <laughs> trophies this man has won. Yeah. You you won two leagues in a year. I did. That was the pandemic year. And that, that was, was a good maybe, year for you, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it really put a <laughs> a cherry on the top of an otherwise very shitty year. <laughs> yeah, Tom really thrived during COVID for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I lived my best life online, and that was just I peaked, and now I'm now I'm just doing a podcast. So. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's definitely a good thing that has gotten introduced. It'd be interesting to see yeah where they would go with it in the future if like. I don't even know how you would develop a roster even more other than yeah, offering like different types of flexes, but they kind of do that already, right? Oh yeah, you can have running back, wide receiver, tight end, all three. You can have a quarterback in there. Yeah, um, it's just sort of like your wild card spot, right? Yeah. Uh flex. Mm-hmm. Flex spot. But I mean, if you want to make it like different, you just add you can just add more players. To your mm-hmm. league and that just com- literally completely changes everything if you go from like a 10 team league to a 12 team league it's like what you're saying like a 16 team league like your rosters look completely different mm-hmm. yeah and it's definitely it adds a new challenge it adds a new strategy to the game when you do have to adapt to a new roster like i don't know how i'm going to do this without a kicker even though the kicker is usually the last player you draft in a in a typical fantasy draft yeah. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you won't even like think about it. You'll be like, oh no, yeah. I gotta draft a kicker. And you're like, oh, there is none. We're fine. No, I'm glad I get to skip that this year. So Yeah. Fred, what is something that you would want to change that maybe would even make you really get into the idea of fantasy football? Um, I think I would be interested. It'd be more of the social aspect of someone willing to like let me into their home, like into their house and like, <laughs> let me be a part of their draft and like, let me use their bathroom. Like, it's not even about whether or would I not play. It's like someone's got to handle me with kid gloves and tell me how. <laughs> and if I get frustrated, if I get a little bit of a temper, you just kind of have to deal with it. I get frustrated when I learn new things. Yeah. But it'll be worth it. I'm sure, you know, I'll, I'll talk smack. <laughs> I was more thinking, like, I wish it kind of makes sense. Like I said before, I see how this is a big money maker. So there's a lot of ease into the accessibility of fantasy football. I wish there was just some of that accessibility to other things to do fantasy for. Like, I would love a fantasy box office game, which I know people do. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I think it's like those dudes in the 60s. You kind of are doing your own math and stuff. There isn't like a cool app where you could like pick like, you know, and guess like the top box office, how much they gross. That's the like nerdy math stuff I'm kind of into. Right. Or like how we did the cooking thing. I love like I love watching uh, uh, not Chop Jr., but like uh, I, uh Top Chef Junior or whatever. Yeah. I'd love to do something like we did with the British Baking Show. Like, yeah, pick like a just something other than like a sports. But also, I think I would get into like a hockey or a baseball fantasy thing, mm. just because I enjoy watching those sports more. Okay, and it's I don't know if you've ever played fantasy baseball. Have you, Shane? No, but I heard that you pretty much have to update your roster like every day, and that yeah. seemed like too oh, much geez. work. That so I did play in a fantasy baseball league like years and years ago. And now there's two formats. You either do it daily, like you're just saying, and it's it 
wears on you because you're just like, oh my gosh, I have to check it every single day. Make sure I got guys starting and sitting or whatever. But then somebody did come up with the idea of doing a weekly fantasy baseball, which I loved a lot more. Like, look at their matchups for the coming week, set your roster, make hope for the best, you know, and maybe you'll you'll get lucky because somebody's going to have a good week and you're just kind of gambling on our hot streak for somebody. What would be an interesting idea, now that I'm kind of thinking about this, so what if there was like a version of fantasy football where it's like you draft one lineup every single spot, you have no bench players, and you try and gamble for the year of like, I'm going to set this roster, they're going to be in my roster every single week, and I can't touch it. And then you're just letting it go. They're... They have a thing that is very similar. Oh, it's it's called best ball. Oh, do tell. So that is you draft your your team, which does include the roster. Okay, and you draft everybody, and whoever scores the most points on your team is the one that is going to be the starter and gives mm-hmm. you the points. So you don't have to touch your roster after you, after the draft. You're you're done. There's no trades. You don't pick up anybody from free agency. If a guy gets hurt, he's hurt, he's out. Mm. But people like the tinkering, though. That's part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's like going into your shop and messing around with your projects, right? <laughs> looking at your waiver wire, looking at potential trades. I think people like that aspect, right? I I do, yeah. I'm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy that, like... Uh, like I think most guys, after we draft our team, like we look at our phone app and just stare at our team. Mm-hmm. My wife would be like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm just staring at the guys. Like, <laughs> you're just thinking of what what could happen with them and yeah, the greatness." And <laughs> yeah, I get the beginning draft part being the most exciting because it is like you said, the opportunities and the potential are almost endless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I think. There definitely is an appeal because I think you know, we didn't even really get into it all that much. But, yeah, you can trade players with other teams. You can, you know, drop guys and pick up new people. You can, you know, put somebody on your injured reserve and then pick up somebody else to start in their place. Like, and then you get that guy back later. So, I mean, there really is a lot of management that goes on throughout a season, right? And like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's why maybe the idea of like kind of being a set it and forget it would be exciting, but also like drive you crazy because what if half your team gets hurt and it's like, well, I'm screwed. But I think uh, people that play in those leagues, they draft multiple, multiple teams Mm -hmm. and they try like different combinations and they're trying to win. I think it's like a million dollar prize. Holy cow. Yeah, are the daily fantasy competitions, aren't they like pretty lucrative, like a million dollars or something like that every week? Oh, yeah, they can be. Those are so hard. Mm-hmm. I, either one. I mean, it's so hard to actually win it. You need the perfect combination. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like it's more luck than even the regular fantasy football it's, that it's you do. It's a lot of luck. <laughs> well, because you, you literally to win, to like really win money, you need that big name star that goes off. And then you need to fill up like your your flex position with a no name that happened to have an amazing week, mm-hmm. and that was like the perfect combination for you to top everybody else because you're playing against you know a million other people. Yeah, yeah, that's intimidating. Is this what Moneyball's about? 
kind of I can tell by both of you it's kind of what it's about I didn't know what that movie I didn't know what was going on during that <laughs> I keep bringing it back to baseball don't I you do America's pastime I love baseball but okay yeah yeah sure like if you if you get like really in depth into fantasy football and you start looking at stats and why someone's gonna be really good this year compared to last year based off stats then yes fantasy football is exactly like money ball yeah, cool. I think, yeah, even to piggyback off that, the way I'm thinking about it, Shane, the way you just put it, you are looking almost at stats, too, that a normal team might not necessarily consider because it's mm-hmm. like a running back that catches passes. Sure, it's good for an offense. Like, it's good to have that versatility. But, like, in fantasy football, that player is a god. Like, that yeah. guy yeah. gets you points and points, especially if you are in a points per reception league uh more known as ppr but that is exactly like what moneyball is like i want a guy who can do something exceptionally well that's a big value add to my team Mm. so yeah i think i agree that's a good point and (laughs) thank you (laughs) i think he was talking to you but i'll take it (laughs) no i mean this is all one big wide conversation like it. yeah i i do like the idea though of ppr if i could even add one more like coulda woulda shoulda is like a that has been such an awesome switch up too i think in the past 10 to 15 years right different from like a standard league where it was just like i mean this even goes in the history but that rotisserie league that my dad played in was all touchdowns and points only counted in your points of your score mm-hmm. so like yeah. there was no catches there was no rushing yards or anything it was just touchdowns only that's yeah, how you touchdown score. only league yeah and miserable <laughs> it's I, miserable I bet, yeah because it doesn't matter how awesome your player actually played in real life because yeah. if you didn't get the touchdown it doesn't matter yeah so Whereas you get then, some scrub that vultures those touchdowns at the end and that's the guy that like does really well and you're like come on like the third string running back yeah, like a James Conner on the Cardinals last year, right? Like, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, he actually did well in real fantasy football too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, anytime you got a guy that scores touchdowns, he's a valuable player. But I mean, so yeah, you had that format, then you go to like the standard format, which is like, okay, rushing yards, touchdowns, completed passes. But then it's like you add this element of like PPR, where it's like you get every catch that a player makes also counts for a point like that changes the game a little bit. And where I'm getting to here, this long little diatribe, is there a scoring system even like that? That doesn't exist yet that maybe you'd want to see. Honestly, every like year I just kind of maybe tweak our league a little bit. Mm -hmm. And as of right now, our, like our league settings is exactly like how I want to play football in, like every fantasy football team I have. Oh, great. Yeah. Cause I, you know, like, and I want it to be fun for everybody involved, not just myself. So sure. I think that's, I think that's what helps make a better league is, you know, democracy, I guess. Yeah. So you wouldn't be the guy who'd be like, okay, if a quarterback throws an interception, it's minus 10 points or something like that. (laughs) Like detriment point no. destruction or something like that <laughs> <laughs> no but that's that's interesting i mean we could always try that yeah like that's the type of thing i'm thinking is like 
where like, I mean, a fumble or an interception right now is like minus two points or something like that in a standard league. But like, if you made that like minus 10, well, yeah, that changes the outcomes of games like <laughs> crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, some guys yeah. are really, really talented, but they fumble a lot. And if they're like just giving you negative points for a week, uh, even though they're really talented, that would that would definitely change the game. You'd you'd become like a Bill Belichick, and once they fumble, you just bench them. <laughs> and he loves to do that. That's for damn sure. So to get to the end of our of our show here, then we move on to our power ranking segment, where every week we do a top three ranking. Occasionally, we'll do more than top three, uh, but this week. We will do a top three, and I wanted to ask, well, both of you gentlemen, and maybe you can give you a little abstract, Fred, with this one, but your top three fantasy football memories, and this can be things that you've participated in, things you've heard or read about fantasy football, or just things that are fantasy football adjacent, like the show The League. I loved when both Darren Waller and George Kittle broke, was it the like uh, yardage record for tight ends in a game? And they both did it in the exact same year. And I think they even did it like back-to-back weeks. Mm-hmm. And if you had that tight end in your roster, like it was just a guarantee win. That, oh, that's, man. to me, one of them. Uh, the second one, and this is what I was like really proud of, is I drafted Elvin Kamara in his rookie year at the very last pick in the draft and that allowed me to keep Kamara for the next two seasons in that exact same spot and wow. led to, which goes to my number one, which led to me winning back to back to back seasons. Wow. Three in a row, three Pete. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had Elvin Kamara in the yeah. last round of the draft. So, who has been yeah pretty great <laughs> until this year where he decided to get into a fight outside of a club in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, but he might not even be getting in trouble for that, and really? he could be a huge yeah. His oh wow! Lawyer keeps pushing it back, and as of right now, I think he'll be playing a full month until mm-hmm. he has his court hearing, which is not oh, wow. even a court date really, really. You know, it's not like a trial. So Dang. he might be able to get that push back. To, in that you know, case, the season's over. maybe I'll be drafting him. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> no, good stuff though, he, man. He, I mean, definitely. Tom, you can find you can find all these tips on my show. Yes, fantasy football pro. I will say then. I know we're gonna let him plug the show, but uh, I did listen to some of the show, even though I don't have any really knowledge of players or the game. And I gotta say, if you are interested in checking out or participating in fantasy football uh, shades podcast is a great place to start because the way it's broken down to episodes, it's very user friendly for getting tips about players and people's opinions. Cause I think what I listened to uh, the top running backs and it was both of uh, you guys giving opinions about, you know, who you thought were best. So you had two different people giving two different versions of what they thought were the best running backs and I think it's a great resource. So I just wanted to get that in before we wrap up. Thank you. Yeah, that's what we liked is that we don't share our opinions until we get on the show. <laughs> and that just gives us, you know, two different viewpoints. And it kind of makes us really competitive against each other, to be honest. And yeah. Right now, I know that there's a player that we're both 
fighting for. And I'm kind of upset about that because I think he's going to win that that part. But <laughs> I can't wait to see how it plays out. We'll, we'll have to listen, figure out who, who ends up getting them and if it really does help the season. Watch, give me somebody Sorry, else I, completely. I, I, I totally lost my train of thought. But um, going to what you're saying, Fred, <laughs> is that we are user-friendly because uh, we also – sorry – new user friendly we do have a segment for fantasy football for dummies so if you've never ever played fantasy football you can watch these episodes and we try to speak in a way that you know like anyone could really follow and learn fantasy football and if you like it then you know it's great you can watch other episodes but yeah we try to make it as easy as possible yeah, definitely be a good resource. Like I understood everything that you guys were talking about. Maybe just the names run familiar. <laughs> I'm sure. If, yeah, if you don't follow football at all. Yeah, it's tough. That yeah, I think once you get in the door, those are the names. Like you start to learn right away because they're the people you see every week. Then right, and you're following. So it's that's part of like yeah. I mean yeah, I think that's the one thing I think you guys do a really good job of is you bring people you get into the door show them around like here's the space okay but now you got to meet all the co-workers you got in here <laughs> try to you know figure out what everybody does for the company mm-hmm. if i could even make oh, that metaphor cast and crew <laughs> yeah no those are those are great memories and great shout out for the podcast and obviously we'll give you a chance to talk a little bit more about that a little bit fred any memories that you would share just about things that you've i mean i, I love this car ride that you talked about earlier too because it sounds hilarious mm-hmm. When our fellowship was deep in Mordor and Gandalf made a decision to sacrifice himself to the Balrog, that was one of the greatest moments in fantasy that I've ever seen. So wait, wait. you said that you weren't dorky enough for the D&D crew, right? No, that's what's so surprising. (laughs) Uh, I would say my number one memory of fantasy football was just made today with you fellows. Oh, that warms my heart. Fred is a sweetheart. <laughs> he is sweet. And he will get his wish eventually with some Lord of the Rings. Uh, not to tease that for, I think, maybe like the second time in four <laughs> weeks, but <laughs> we, uh, we we might be having something coming up down the pipe for that. Oh, nice. I am yes. excited for that show, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, think that's, I, lo- I love those guys. That's uh, maybe what we're piggybacking off of a little bit is that Amazon Prime's got a show coming. So if you want that other fantasy element, maybe tune in and keep an ear out for something in the future. But that being said, as far as fantasy football memories go, um, you did mention a, a season where I did win first place twice. That's obviously the top of my board because it can't be beaten. But what's fun about that and how I'll pick up off of what you were talking about before, Shane, with Alvin Kamara, I had Alvin Kamara on one of those teams that season, and that just happened to be the championship game falling on that Christmas night game where uh, he set a record in the league for scoring six touchdowns in a game. <laughs> yeah, I was at work when that happened, and I didn't even realize. I just looked at my phone. I was like, oh, man, I am kicking ass this week. And so <laughs> I got home, and I was like, whoa, what'd you do? <laughs> Like, oh, I won just because of Kamara. Wow. Yeah. The, the game was over. The week was over before that game was even done. I, I had won the championship by like eight o'clock that night. It was crazy. 
Um, yeah, I think he had like four touchdowns in the first half too. So yeah, it was insane. It wasn't it was a just, slow start. It was a Christmas miracle, if you will. <laughs> oh, those are the best. I didn't know they had games on Christmas. It's becoming more popular. Oh, yeah. yeah, and Thanksgiving. Yep, NBA and NFL on Christmas Day. Thanksgiving, I like. That's always a vibe yeah. on Thanksgiving, right? It's a great Cheers episode too, where they're watching uh, games on Thanksgiving and they can't get the turkey to cook. <laughs> <laughs> I would say though, my other two, I did enjoy the league, and one of my favorite things was um, Taco in the show coming up with his like face place social media app where you would come up to a literal ply board and you would post a photo on his wall by putting a knife into the board. <laughs> <laughs> and it was him and Jason Manzuka's coming up with this, uh, this whole concept. It, it was just so stupid and it brought me so much joy that <laughs> I had to bring it up because Sure, I can go through all the fantasy football accomplishments and memories for for myself, but there's something about the comedy part of me that really got a kick out of that, too. I think for me, I just want to say for the league, my top moment of the show was just the genius casting of Jeff Goldblum as Ruxin's dad. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) He was perfect. Like He looks like somebody who could be Nick Kroll's dad, too. I think that's what's funny Mm -hmm. about it. Oh, boy. Uh, The last thing I'll mention is one of the leagues I won, I I got all like I basically got booted from the league because there was a witch hunt about the idea of me introducing this. And I can't believe we didn't talk about this either. But I introduced what's called a uh, where you bid. What is that called, Shane? (laughs) Uh, Auction draft. Auction draft. Yes. So I was in a Yes, I was in. The, so there's different types of drafts, Fred, where you have your standard draft where we're talking about it's like, you know, we do the snake order, like everybody goes one and then you go back and reverse order and everybody right. picks one at a time. So then there is also, which is in a keeper league, the only kicker there is that kicker <laughs> for a guy Pun. who doesn't have a and kicker there, in his there league. There is no kicker, no. <laughs> but where you get to keep players that you drafted from the year before and carry them over to the following year. And so that takes the place of some of your draft spots in your snake order. And then there's a third type of league where it's an auction league where basically you do it like a, like a silent auction where a player goes up for bid. You have like 200 fake dollars and then everybody throws down as much money as they're willing to pay for that player. And that's how you draft them. And so I won that league but people were so upset with how the auction draft went. I tried to explain it as best. I'm like, guys, I think this is going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. And they're like, this is so stupid. I spent $150 on Travis Kelsey, and now I have nothing. <laughs> like, why? It's like, why did you do that? <laughs> well, you didn't need to do that. I told you you need all that money. That's all you get. You can't buy back in. And, yeah, I, I did not get invited back the following year, but that was one of my favorite wins because I basically wow. felt like I slanted it in my favor. So you, you won and they just didn't invite you? That's I was like, I didn't even get a chance to defend my championship. I was like, this is garbage. Tom stacks is, the deck, Stadler. Look, you can't become a fantasy 
platinum diamond player without cutting a few edges, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like you shouldn't have been cut though. Yeah, I me too. I know like, <laughs> like if we want somebody out of the league, like I, I feel like it should be a league vote and not like just one guy that is probably upset with you because yeah. you everybody's ass because <laughs> he spent, you know, 75% of his money on one player. Yeah. Right. Right. And everybody just misused their funds. And I'm like, I told you how it worked. I think what actually happened is I don't think they, they re redid that league that year for the next year, but I like to think that they just kicked me oh, out okay. and then did it on their own without telling me. Yeah. <laughs> They good. quit fantasy football after that, Tom. Yeah. They couldn't even bother after that. <laughs> They're shaking. I know mm-hmm. it's it's awful. I'm I'm a I'm a bad human being. All right, Shane. And lest we let you go, I feel like as you do so well on your podcast yourself, you recommend great players. As Fred brought up earlier, is there maybe one or two players you could give people a little tip on somebody to? Keep an eye on this season if they are going to participate in fantasy football. Yes. There's one guy I am very excited about, and that is Cortland Sutton of the Denver Broncos wide receiver. Uh, he's always been a very, very talented wide receiver. He's just always had a really bad quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's coming off an ACL injury a couple years ago. Typically, mm-hmm. the next season, uh, they're not that great, and he came back and he was he kind of showed it wasn't all that great. Now he's going to be two years removed from that injury, so he should be his full health. And now he is playing with a future Hall of Fame quarterback, Russell Wilson, and I think this is going to be a very dynamic duo, and he's underrated. Mm-hmm. I think he is going to be this year's Cooper Cup from last year. Ooh, okay. You heard it here first, folks. Look for Cortland Sutton playing with also a Wisconsin Badgers alum, Russell Wilson. His last year in college anyway, but we don't talk about that. He's just a badger. <laughs> we don't talk about Russell. <laughs> no, no. I was even thinking you're going to do a Ciara song. Sierra? Sierra? <laughs> Sierra. 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 His lovely wife. <laughs> Let me see you one, two, throw. <laughs> <laughs> but Shane, we are very appreciative of you coming on our podcast this week to talk all about fantasy football. We know we've talked about it a couple of times, but we have our plug segment here at the end, and we'd love to give you an opportunity to talk about anything that you would like to share, whether it is your podcast or anything else that you're working on. Well, thank you so much for letting me be on the show. Uh, yeah. Uh, got a podcast, Shane and Mark. We are the fantasy football pros. Uh, we're on all the apps. And... If you guys actually have any personal questions, if you do fan, follow fantasy football, you can always email us at hello at the fantasy football pros.com. Awesome. Yeah, that is the fantasy football pros. So look them up. Uh, Fred, anything that you would like to plug this week? I'm getting married this week. <laughs> yeah, by the time people listen to this, I will be a married person. So Congrats. deal with that. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of exciting times though coming up here. Big life changes as we reach our first year of the podcast, but bringing people into your life is what it's all about, right? Definitely. 
So congratulations in advance to you. Or I guess congratulations in posthumous from that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you'll be married by that point. I will just mention that we are on all your platforms that you can find podcasts. State of the franchise, please rate and review us. Uh, if you want to send us an email, we mentioned state of the franchise podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also have our buy me a coffee, which you can donate once or get a repeat subscription to buymeacoffee.com slash SOTF. Uh, any nominal amount is accepted. Do not feel obligated to your listenership is the most we could ever ask for. And thank you all for listening to this week's episode of state of the franchise and stay tuned for next time. We'll be discussing the very derivative podcast episode on macho man, Randy Savage. We'll see you then. <laughs>